you're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, then go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope you are sipping on some fizzy housewives-inspired wine for yourself. Packing a punch at 13% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. It is my housewives watching wine. It is inspired by some of our favorite, most iconic housewives moments. We have one inspired by Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Salt Lake City, Atlanta, and New Jersey. All available at nofilterwine.com. You must be 21 or older to purchase. And please, sip responsibly. We want to have a fun Liddy City summer, but we also, you know, still want to be a little conscious and mindful. But like I said, there's less than a gram of sugar in it, so you're not going to get that gnarly wine headache. But it does have 13% alcohol by volume, both the fizzy white wine and the fizzy rosé. So you will, it does pack a punch, and you will get a little Liddy City and have a little fun this summer. Stock up at nofilterwine.com. We also just launched subscriptions. So if you want to subscribe to the wine, you can go to nofilterwine.com, select the variety pack, and in where you select the quantity, you have the option to do a 30-day or a 60-day subscription. It does come with fun little benefits. Um, we will have a once-a-month members-only Zoom that is private that will not be broadcast anywhere That'll be fun. So get ready for that. You'll also be getting some free merch in your subscriptions every six months. So be sure to subscribe now at nofilterwine.com. Okay, so lately I've been obsessed with Bling Empire. I've been loving Bling Empire this season. Um, last season and this season, you know, we had on Cherie Chan. We also had on Guy Tang previously. I'm really excited to welcome today's guests. First up, he's got a big-ass heart, and she's got a big-ass house. Please welcome, from Netflix's Bling Empire, Kevin Kreider and Leah Quinn. Ooh, I don't have a big house yet. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> How are you guys doing now that Netflix has released the second season? We had a major cliffhanger. I know there's been a lot of buzz over season two. Do we feel like the reception has been good so far? Yeah, I mean, I think Bling Empire too. It's um, from what I've heard, it, so, I mean, it was number three in the U.S. for a few days, and top five in the world uh, for a week. So the response has been great. I think a lot of the people that loved Bling Empire watched it and followed all the way through more than we did at season one. I think fans really loved the spicy drama, even though it didn't feel good to go through. And Leah, this was, this was your first season. Did you feel, being that it was already a success in season one, did you kind of ease into things? Or do you feel like you were kind of just thrown to the wolves? Because there was a lot of drama this season, and you you did a little pot stirring yourself when you first joined. Yeah, I feel like, first of all, I was showing up in the first season. Like, you have to watch the last episode, and I show up for five seconds. I have a less than five words line, though. And this season, I make it a little bit more than that. So. And I introduced Leah. Yeah. You know that? I was like, yep, this is Leah. Yeah. It's her house. And, exactly and I actually, I was, I actually friend with all the cast before the first season. So to me, it's like kind of natural. Um, 
it just at first at the beginning, the second season before we start to film. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to act. So I I got a little bit nervous, and then I called Kevin. I'm like, hey, Kevin, what do I do? What do I do? What do I say? Like, do you practice in front of mirror? And he's like, just be yourself. Be yeah, yourself. if you start practicing in the mirror, you start doing sometimes what Leah does, which is just smile. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little bit nervous. I'm <laughs> I don't like, I do that. I'm like, Leah, you don't do that ever. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, in front of the camera, he's like, Leah, talk to me. Just don't put your fake smile in front of the camera. Just talk to me. Yeah. So did it take a minute to adjust to the cameras then? It always, yeah. it always does. Like, yeah. that's why it's like, I was telling Leah, it's like, you know, you're great by yourself, just being natural. Like, just don't think too much about it. Focus on the other person um, because it, it takes a little, it's an, it's an adjustment. Um, like I heard one time the big brother crew, like from another show, it takes them at least 24 hours of constantly having a camera on them until they like become themselves. So like, we don't have, that type of style of reality show where it's just like big brother and people are watching all the time, but like it takes an adjustment for sure. Yeah, I bet. I mean, well now I feel like you're a pro you released the second season. Um, I know it hasn't been confirmed yet of any future seasons, but I heard some of the cast may have been filming. Um, are you, ex- do you feel like you're a reality TV pro now, Kevin? Are you ready to join like celebrity big brother or do, you know, some of these other, other shows outside of bling empire? I don't know if I do celebrity big brother. I don't want a camera following me 24 seven. I think that that's a little creepy for me. I mean, and we've already seen you naked on Bling Empire like every other episode. I feel like there's nothing else we haven't seen. Yeah, but it'd be even more naked. So that's why I'm like, there's just no way. But also, too, you know, I love I love the show that we're in. And yeah. I trust the producers. I trust the cast a lot. So um, I think going into a whole new reality show might feel, I don't know, like a bit, that kind of stuff freaks me out a little bit. Like competition yeah. reality is, I don't think, my thing. Well, Leah, we did see you this season telling Jamie and Kane all about Cherie before she went running for the hills. Do you want to give us a little background on what your relationship or friendship was with Cherie and Jesse prior to this season? Yeah, give us a little background. Oh my God, Kevin. <laughs> um, I kind of know them for a while. Like so many years, like 2015, I guess. I you met, speak up. I can't hear you. I met them in our car show event, and then I invite them to my birthday party. That's how I know them. Yes. Okay. Have you heard from them since the show has aired? No, yet, which is very scary. Well, you were surprised <laughs> that they didn't reach out to. Um, you, you know what? Like back then, what I've been talked about on the show. When I just know that it's pretty shocking to me too, because um, I was pretty close to Sheree and I've been thinking of her best interest to help her to get, I said, hey girl, you, you have two kids with Jesse together. You gotta get him proposal or marry you, you know? Like, but the whole Alex and uh, Crystal thing never been brought up by her. No, that was the first time we were hearing about it was when, you know, it came up in conversation with you and Jamie. So was that something that you just thought was kind of common knowledge? And that's why you felt casually, you know, 
open to talking about it with Jamie? I feel like there are, you know, there are a lot of things goes around. Yeah. And uh, because back then me and Jamie was trying to move in together, we develop a friendship. We start to share things together. And before I was like closing to close to Sheree. So like there are a lot of conversation between me and Jamie and there are a lot of fun things we filmed. Um, like it just slide out from my mouth. Um, but I'm pretty sure that like there is a reason that thing happened. Like I would hope if Sheree can explain that a little bit or just talk it out. It's not a big deal, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think had she just been willing to have a conversation like with Kane or even with Jamie, you know, I think we could have easily gotten the background context and been able to move on from it. And then we would have been able to see their wedding on the show. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was convincing her to do. So, because I'm like, hey, uh, girl, like you are in a reality show, right? And the, like in a reality show, there's no perfect fairy tale story. You want to be sometimes a little bit imperfect, but you can explain that it's understandable. People who love you will understand you. Right. If anything, yes. it's a better fairy tale because they can say, you know, we were in relationships prior and then we weren't in the right relationships until we found each other. And now here we are getting married with our own family. And, you know, now we've found our fairy tale. Exactly. I think there's no one person can make marriage not working, right? Like there might be something already going on there and then they meet their true love in their life. But now, you know, things happen. Yeah. I mean, Kevin, in season one, we saw you fall in love with Kelly. And then in season two, we saw you fall in love with Kim. Do we think season three, should we get a season three? Should that bring your fairy tale? I hope so. Are Kelly, Kelly and Kim potentials at this point? Or have we been able to kind of move on from that? No, I look, I think it's weird. It's like, a lot of people will say, well, why do you keep going for your friends and cats? Well, it's like, you know, there's some things that you don't see behind camera. Like, for instance, like, you know, the relationship that me and Kim actually developed for a long time between seasons, you know. And I think what ends up happening in reality TV shows sometimes doesn't capture the whole story. And there, there really wasn't interest. I think it just died out. And there was just a lot happening between our lives that, uh, we couldn't get on camera because we were in between seasons. It took a long time for us to start filming again due to the pandemic um, that delayed us quite a bit. And then, you know, you're locked in doors. I'm just putting context in there. It's like, yeah, yeah. then you're locked in doors. You're not seeing anybody for a year. Things get a little awkward when you start like integrating in life again. Like that, that has to do with our whole friend group. Even like we, haven't seen each other for a year and then all of a sudden we're you know out and about again it's an awkward period now a lot of fans did give kim some heat for what they considered to be gaslighting you she seemed to kind of be stringing you along a bit do you feel like that being that you got a chance to watch it back because i felt like that i was like kevin don't do it i'm like kevin she's literally just dragging you along i definitely felt Look, I mean, I get confused between the definition of gaslighting sometimes, right? Yeah. But it's like, I think it's might be used 
in proper ways. I'm not sure, but like, I would yeah. say that the, the one thing that I just couldn't understand, I felt like I was crazy, but I was like, yo, why are you like, why are you thanking Cain? And he's the good one in this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's what drove me crazy. And then it seemed like everybody else didn't see that. Oh my God, I was being honest the whole time. My genuine intentions were real. And yet nobody believed me. Like even after I proved myself and, and kept asking her out, like no normal guy would want to go out with somebody again after standing them up. And yeah, you know, that's why I was like very much kind of like, am I the crazy one here? Like, please somebody tell me I'm the crazy one here that why, why, why is Kim still best friends with Kane? Like after all this shit, like if I were Kim, I might've been like fucking idiot. Like, why'd you do that? You know? Yeah. yeah Cause it, that triggered like, all of her trust issues. Yeah. And instead it's like, you know, I think what, this is also out of context, but like we filmed other stuff where it was just like, you know, you see Kane and Kim like being buddy, buddy. And I'm like, and I'm the, and they're like kind of shunning me on the, on the side. I'm like, Oh, this feels gross. Like I feel like I'm being ganged up on unjustly, you know? Yeah. Leah, what did you think of Kevin's relationship with Kim? Did you think that that was going to go the distance or were you kind of... I never see them can be together. I never see them as like they can be together for some reason. Because you don't think Kim wants that or you don't think they're compatible? Um, I think Kevin is the most handsome Asian guy I've ever met. But... um, (laughs) Okay, I'm waiting for a backhand. I think Kim needs a little bit extra. (laughs) Love it. So how's your relationship with Kim now? Are you guys still friendly? Obviously, we see you doing press for Bling Empire. Yeah, I mean, like, to be real, out of all the people that I'm still really close friends with, it's actually Christine, Kim, and Leah. Like, those are the three that I talk to the most, though. And um, actually, yeah, Kim, for all that stuff, it's just, we definitely have a different relationship. It's more of a little sister brother type of thing you know where i think now it's like there's no going back at this point once you cross that line like in season one and when we first met there was no established like you're like my little sister type of thing yeah which sounds kind of weird now because now i'm just saying i like but i was trying to date her at one point so (laughs) this is weird analogy now but we definitely feel like more as friends kind of like me and me and me and stuff but um yeah, like there's no hard feelings. Like I know dating's complicated, um, but I also think friendships are complicated too. Yeah, and that's why I think, um, you know, I just, I, I, for me and her, we understand eye to eye on a lot of things. That it's not sloppy sometimes. Yeah. Well, speaking of sloppy, um, Leah, I'm curious what your thoughts are on Kane this season because he seemed to be getting into drama with everybody and it seemed like the the Sheree and Jesse thing really blew up because he kind of ran with the information that you revealed on the show and it kind of just snowballed. Yeah, I think uh, Kim, uh, King definitely have a lot of damage control to deal with. Um, you know, like... I actually talked to him. He's a little bit like upset about it. And uh, I, I, I told him, I told him, Hey, uh, you're too perfect on the first season. You know, now you need to get a little bit hit. Yeah. And uh, that's what make you popular. Right. <laughs> and maybe on the next one, you'll fix it. Yeah. Are you, how are you and Kane doing Kevin? Me and Kane been always 
been really good friend. Yeah. So as me and Kevin, so I trying to not involve all of this. Um, like sometimes when they talk about the friendship, I'm trying to kind of explain for like say Kevin doesn't understand why Kane do this. I was trying to explain a little bit mm. to Kevin. And then when King is a little bit mad, I'm trying to tell him, hey, like Kevin, deep in from his heart, he still love you, but like you guys got to sort this out. But if I say too much, they will thinking I'm taking side. So right now I'm trying to not involve him too much. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. And how are you guys doing, Kevin? Uh, I think I've hit a point in my friendship where in my friendships in general, where if I can't have a two-way conversation and if I'm always the one just trying to understand the other person, and if I'm the only one always asking forgiveness when there's two people in this thing, this tango, um, it's exhausting. Let's just say that. Like I, I found that, you know, in season two, it's a true reflection of kind of like all the friendship arguments we've had off camera, on camera, right? Like, you know, it wasn't our first, but, you know, I always find um, I'm always the one just always wrong and he never sees his part in things. So that's what made it really tough. And so, um, you know, obviously more things happened <laughs> since uh, season two aired and, um, you know, once again, I'm in the wrong. So, you know, I think this time, uh, I don't want to um, condone it or not condone. That's not the right word. Uh, I don't want to keep encouraging this, you know? And so I think at this point, um, if Kane wants to be friends, like what we were before, like it's going to take a lot of work, yeah. you know? And like the things I'm willing to put in the work uh, always, you know, like I'm always about like trying to figure out where I can, go better or where I can be better or where maybe I've misunderstood people. Right. But then, you know, the thing is when you try to understand and there's two people in an argument that see different perspectives, you need the other person to be just as receptive or as vulnerable or willing to take information in, not deflect it all the time. And that's, that's where I realized like I can't keep trying if someone's just going to keep deflecting, you know, and, and that's just hard in relationships, period, right? Yeah, I think, you know, at some point we need to do a little self-reflection. It sounds like you've done that. I think Kane has had many, you know, little little things come up with multiple cast members this season that, you know, it'll be curious to see where all of these relationships kind of go next. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, look, I... I I've met all most of Kane's friends and like to be real, like there's, you know, when you're, when you are wealthy, just, there's a lot of gossip that goes around. And I realize that. So it's like, there's a lot of people that we've associated with where I'm like, you know, maybe I shouldn't talk too much about trying to figure out what to do with this relationship with other friends, you know? Yeah. Because like, you know, when I talk things out, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like a solution for things. Like what's, am I being like, uh, a princess in, in a situation or am I doing the best I can as a friend where it's like, you know, I think sometimes they're uh, like the inner group can be taking it as like, Oh my God, like you're putting people down or uh, misinterpret like what I'm, what I'm trying, like, you know, I'm fucking hurting sometimes, you know, and sometimes you don't know how to express it. Yeah. And so sometimes I can see that with Kane. So that's why I don't, I'm, I'm doing my best not to like 
take anything personally, but it's just like, you know, I'm exhausted from it. Yeah. No, yeah. Leah, what do you think of all the the drama that Kane has stirred up this season? It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like to continue Kevin's conversation, I just feel from the third party, it's very obvious to me. They just they just need to take a break and let it sit. And then over time, maybe one day they can, you know, talk it out and you know, um, get a honeymoon back together. You know. <laughs> do, you, do you think friendship that, is like that? Yeah. Do you think that Christine and Anna could ever develop a friendship? Do you think their beef Never. will ever be? No. <laughs> no, not possible. Never. <laughs> Why? I hope so. That'd be cool. That'd be a plot twist. Yeah, that will be interesting. I'm I'm so excited to see that happen. But um, like even if no. it was fake, I'd love to see it. I think. <laughs> they fake it a lot, right? No, but I mean, like it'd be so great just to see them, like us, just sitting here, even if it was fake. I, I just think it'd be it's so unexpected. Just don't give leave any of the sharp object around. Okay, that part I was confused. I didn't. <laughs> I kept whining back. I'm like, what what blender are they talking about? Yeah, there was no blender. I in mean, the I will pick up a good day that Anna in the good episode. So like and the Christine will be a little bit chill too. So that's what I want to watch. <laughs> I mean, their beef seems to be a lot. I don't know if it's the show that's kind of like built it up a lot more, but I mean they seem to really come at each other this season. Do you feel like you're closer to one or the other more? Is there a, well, side, a side that feel, you're picking? I definitely, I mean, from what we've filmed together, I definitely feel closer to Christine. And actually, that's not even Anna's fault. Like, Anna's just been out. She just hasn't been around that much. Um, you know, I call her or text her, no response. So uh, my thing is, I've you can't really hang out with somebody who doesn't respond much or at all. So, you know, Christine, you text her, she responds and she makes plans and she follows through with it and she'll show up on time, which is all three things that I like respond, show up on time and make plans. Like that's kind of how hanging out works. Uh, Right. I think same thing happened to me too. Every time I see Anna, she's like, tomorrow come to my house. Let's hang around the pool. I'm like, okay, I'll bring bikini. You sure you're going to open the gate for me? She's like, I'm sure. Just call me. So the next day, I show up with like flowers. And then her gardener, gardener has to send me back home. Huh. Like oh, her no. gardener told me that she's not available. So I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I kind of a little bit hurt like for that. But like, you know, like she might be busy or something. So like what I feel about friendship is like, just don't take it so seriously. Everybody's busy, you know, like, yeah, you know, like just let it be, but don't let the gardener send you home, send home your friends. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the thing too. You become closer to her bodyguards and gardeners Mm. because they're around more than her, you know? And so like, I, I, I definitely have more of a relationship with Christine uh, just because partially, mostly because she'll show up and do things and she'll hang out. She's more available. And Kristen Jr.'s hair too. Like I feel like um, last year on my birthday, I feel like I, I was traveling, but I came back home and there is a, a 
a gift card from the wardrobe spa center. Like I said, from Christine, and she said, "Happy birthday, beautiful." She's so sweet. Like that made my heart melt. I never got a birthday gift. Let me send her my address. I, I thought you had the Dior, you know, like. That was like Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't from Christine. Christine never gave you a birthday gift? No. Now that you mention it. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, well, who would you be more scared of a threat from? Since that's what Christine brought up to Kane was that she felt like Anna or she heard that Anna was going to take her down. Would you be more scared of Anna or more scared of Christine? You know, in the past, it would have been Anna, but now I realize she might forget. So. <laughs> oh, you're totally right. I, I think... actually don't think I'd care of her. I'd be like, Anna, you're going to forget tomorrow. So true. Do you know the friend that Christine heard that information from? I actually don't know, but I know the crew knows. I Because I'm not in that world, mm. but I, I definitely know everybody else knows. And I do agree, like, we signed up to be in a reality show. Other people shouldn't get hurt by all That's of true. this. So um, I do respect that boundary um, for everything. And so I actually don't know who it is, but I heard it's like a legitimate source. Like, can you guess like, who that is? Do you think I know any editors at any magazine? Come on. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, you do, do you think that? Yeah. What do you think? Who do you think? I, do, I don't know. That's why I'm, you guys have more insider sources there than I do. These Christine, these. listen, Christ, Anna's not I, texting I, I you back. Christine's not texting me back. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And that's the thing that's such a mystery is that they even could tell me who it is. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. What are your thoughts of Dorothy Wang joining the show? Did you guys, do you guys know her at all outside of, you know, bling? No. I mean, if you saw that, I barely talked to her at all. So it was just one of those things where I was like, uh, um, I know I'm aware of who she is. Like before I moved to LA, one of my mutual friends was like, Hey, you know, there's this girl named Dorothy Wang. Uh, you should, you should meet her. Never really had an interest to actually hang out at some point. Cause I'm like, we have totally different lifestyles. Yeah. And then when I met her, uh, I mean, I thought she was fine. Like, we have no beef or anything. It seems like she has beef with other people, but I don't think we have a long enough history. And plus, I'm, I'm gonna pretty much sure I'm not in the wealth class for her to even give a shit about me. So it's like we just kind of just shoot the shit, get along. Yeah, I mean, she hinted at wanting like a New York Bling Empire sort of spinoff. Do you think that there's more Bling Empire franchises to come? Oh, I kind of know that. That we don't know. <laughs> oh, I think they're... Well, didn't Dorothy spill the beans a long time ago? Yeah. I I, I mean, like, <laughs> the first time yeah. I see Dorothy's at my housewarming party, like, in West Hollywood, so... Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. she seems, like, very direct forward. Doesn't you, give a shit. Yeah. And, you know, like... Uh, but she, she's, like... I can tell she's a little bit genius, but she's also have an attitude. So it's better to be... Like she likes you, then she doesn't like you. You yeah. know, that's how I feel about her. I think it was at that same house party that we saw you get a little friendly with one of the other guests, right, Leah? You mean Mimi? Oh, oh, was it Mimi? 
Like, I'm sorry. I thought, didn't, wasn't there somebody that you hit it off with at at the party? I hit it off. That, that was my boyfriend. Oh yeah. How, how are things there? Gary? Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) Is that still a thing? Well, I guess you will find out in the next season. Oh, okay. How, a lot happened. Yeah, a lot happened. How's your dating life, Kevin? Is there anybody? A lot happened. <laughs> is there <laughs> anybody new in the cast that you've been falling in love with? So much has happened. I, you know, you know we kind of know each other's like dating life and secret, but we're not supposed to say it right now. Yeah. So you know, like, any spoiler alerts for anything. Yeah. This season. Yeah. So maybe in two thousand. 23 well i mean probably sooner yeah there is only one way to find out yeah wait and see i mean after that cliffhanger i'm like there's no way we can't come back for another season because the way that they left it with anna and christine potentially joining forces to take down kane everything kind of up in the air with you and kim i'm just like we need more we need to know if kevin's modeling career gets a reboot Ooh, yeah, I know. Any any brands out there want to hire me? Like, I don't know. I feel oh, like I, you did I'm, a great job of pimping Kevin out Dior right now. I'm <laughs> gonna bring Kevin sound. You know, like, uh, like I know you haven't asked this question yet, but I know Kevin. The first few days he came from New York to, like, he came to LA, and he was asking me about the LA life. And I see this man that trying to figure it out and he's making a lot of effort until today he made it like successful in the show and trying to do his own brand. Yeah. Like I think of his best interest is really respectful that he make all that effort and I'm so happy to see him grow too. Uh, so, so like this past week, I have a Korean crew came over to film a day in my life. And I just invite Kevin because he's one of the most popular character in Korea. He's handsome, you know, he's, he's modeling. So hopefully that can expose him to a lot of fashion and uh, like cosmetic brand who like has the best fits for him. Yeah. Cause I am Korean. <laughs> so Kevin, when you moved to LA, obviously you were pursuing modeling, but then Bling Empire kind of falls into your lap. What do you think is kind of next for you? I know you have your matcha line. Is there is are you leaning to go more towards something entrepreneurial, or is it something you want to stick with in entertainment? Yeah, I, it it kind of combines in this circle of life that I see for myself. So I've always loved acting and to tell stories, uh, especially Asian American stories that are very personal to me. Um, because to be real, like the reason why I did Bling is because I didn't see Asian guys that look like me that I could aspire to be like growing up. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's like you could see Asians, but they weren't in the, the light that you were thinking were sexy or cool or be like. Oh, I want to be like that guy. Um, in Asia, it's very common, right? Like Hong Kong movies, Korean drama, like they don't face this adversity that we've had here in America where we get excluded to be right. seen. So I always wanted to tell Asian led love stories that way. So to make it a 360, I've always saw, seen acting as a way to make change in the world for the best. 
and then also to to have a brand that represents it. So um, I am also part of the matcha line, but I've also created a non-alcoholic beverage um, that's that grew from my sobriety of six years. And uh, it's a beverage that will empower and hopefully inspire other people to join a sober lifestyle. And so that's my next movement in that sense. And yeah, that's kind of where I stand. I love beverages. Um, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? Who, so what do you guys think of the representation that Bling Empire has kind of been able to bring? You know, we had Crazy Rich Asians, and I know people compare the reality show to Crazy Rich Asians a lot. How do you feel about the representation with, you know, what Netflix has been able to bring with this series? I mean, I think it's amazing because somebody who sees the space growing for reality TV, I'm like, kind of like, holy crap, after being in it for almost for two seasons, right? Every award show, I still don't see any Asians besides us in it. And so that's why it's a little bit like, you know, the world is seeing us now in reality TV, which is what people will see us as. And, and reality TV has a broader audience than just Asians, which is great. You know, all a lot of women watch it, but they change in um, the color based off of where they live, obviously. But it's just the TV show of reality TV is just so real to people that they could see us differently than what they see in stereotypes and movies. And they could be like, oh my God, these guys are cool. They're crazy. They're sloppy too, right? <laughs> and just like everybody else, like we're not all primmed and put together and like stiff even or, you know, emotionless. And we're, we're not dehumanized, which is great in this. Leah, do you feel like there's a side of you that we didn't get to see from this season, being that it's your first season and we were just kind of really, or well, technically your second season, but we really got to know you a lot better in season two. Do you feel like there's any aspect of your life um, that you wish we would have gotten to see more of? Of course. There's of so course. many. She's actually a pretty funny girl. So you don't um, just stir the pot and spill the tea on Shuri and Jesse? I, I mean, like I, I had my own storyline. I just don't know what happened. Maybe I don't know what happened. Um, you know, like I, I was trying to deliver a message of like people who came from another country and then we have an accent with our gender. We're trying to work, make American dream and make it happening. And then we can be inspiring story. But I don't know that part will be portrayed in the future. I hope so. I'm patient. Um, but of course, like we're in reality show and to, to make it interesting, of course, the drama part is like more of the reality show focus on, you know, uh, I hope next time we can get a little bit more of my story out of it. Um, and also I feel like, uh, you know, we have the movie Crazy Rejection. The most impressive part, I think, to the American audience about that movie is the mom doesn't like the the, the fiance. Yeah. Uh, and she's kind of like tell her who she is, prove her true love, and eventually the mom accept her. I want to see more element about this part of Asian, you know, like uh, culture. How do we project to the 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 Western audience? So I feel like that has a lot in Bling Empire season one and uh, season two is a little bit more of the relationship between friendships. And I think 
later on we can have a little bit more you know asian culture like to show to the world how we live you know yeah I, I mean, I would love to see more of that. I feel like this season was, it was only eight episodes and it was so short. And I was like, I want to get to know them better. But I guess that's a good thing because then we want to invest more emotionally into each of you guys and get to know your lives and your background and, you know, your your history and your families as well. I want to see more I hope things. so. I hope so. I'd love to see more family in depth next season, uh, if there is one. And well, I feel like it's weird saying that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's just, I... The thing about what I love about Crazy Rich Asians and our show is that it definitely normalizes us more, yeah. but I'd love to see more of it being normalized. Like, you know, there's that whole stereotype of Asian Americans being the wealthiest, but we actually have the poorest wealth gap when it comes to uh, uh, and any minorities, you know? And so that's why it's not that easy. Like we had exclusions at some point in this country's uh, history. We've had violence towards uh, Asian Americans and they, everybody thinks we just come here and become successful doctors and lawyers. Yeah. And so that's what I think we need to normalize more is like the everyday person, uh, somebody who struggles, works for it, maybe can succeed. Kind of like what Leah was saying, it's like coming here, conquering something and then uh, coming from nothing. Uh, would love to see more of that. And I think maybe to Leah's um, perspective of that, it's like, you know, we're not, we're not a documentary per se. So like, here's the thing, Leah's pretty successful to begin with. So it's hard for maybe people to relate to somebody who's already successful sharing that story because they're already successful. So it's like, you know, I think in reality TV, we want to see people go through it. Yeah, exactly. Like I actually uh, came from, the bottom of the poor have been seen top of the rich, top of the wealth. Like to me, the definition of wealthy is a combination of happiness, health, people around you, how do they trust you, how your relationship with them. Of course, I'm cashing back. So um, I must be super wealthy. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> not that easy. It's not that easy. I'm buying this house. Because the the day you realize you have like the, the best thing that present to people. However, what happened behind it, how much like sweat, like how much effort you did behind it. I want to showcase that part of, you know, you know, like effort to the audience too. Well, yeah, I'll trade you some of my health for a million dollars. No, you do not want Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Health is your most important <laughs> I'm asset. I'm healthy. I could yeah. spare Health a is bit. wealth. Yeah. <laughs> just for a million. Just, just for a million. Um, but Leah, I mean, you're pretty entrepreneurial. Like, I hear you have a spirits brand in the works. You have some projects coming forth. What's What are you currently excited about outside of Bling? So I'm very exciting. I'm going to be bringing this spiritual culture from uh, Asian culture to the Amer- like to the Western culture is kind of controversy with what Kevin is doing. He's doing a sober drink and I'm doing an alcohol brand. Yeah. So um, it's gonna be pretty interesting how I interpret this because myself doesn't drink at all, but I do want to deliver the, the, the premier drinking culture from Korea. Mm. Uh, to the western world let's say uh you know drinking sipping tequila nowadays became a new trend and how 
we we bring in a studio uh, brand from like the sipping culture to a high premier society, and people are feel is the exclusivity and uh, like the 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 life how we experience it. Like Asian drinking culture is always a topic. You know, you see a lot of Korean people. They are like, you know, when they drink, they're like literally face down on the floor. And like sometimes I'm trying to push a pillow over there, they just like all out. Like that type of drinking culture is very interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I was just in Korea. It's not there's to see people not drinking is actually more normalized than it was ten years ago. So. Um, by the way, sans can be used as a mixer. So maybe it'll go well. That's soon. what so, I was thinking when she was saying yeah. that she had her, her spirits brand and you have a, that's what I've seen is people come up with um, non-alcoholic beverages that usually can be mixers or enjoyed as is. Well, like, I know I'll, I'll do that, that sometimes. Maybe, maybe we should be, have like a little bit drama out of it. Yeah. In the next season. She's trying to, she's trying to spike me with liquor and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> But Zach, actually, there's another... Yeah, I'm trying to be sober. There's one more thing that I, I forgot to mention that I'm actually excited about, too. Yeah. It's like, I've, I've restarted an acting career, which I thought, you know, people don't realize I got in... I started off as an actor and then got into reality space because I quit acting for a few years because I didn't think it'd be possible back in 2015 on. And now there's more roles open, so I've been booking jobs and attached to different projects next year already and so it's like actually opened up doors for me to start acting like not in the studio way but like in the independent way at least yeah. so far what do you think about the roles that are available now do you feel like there's still a lot of typecasting or do you feel like the roles oh, yeah. have really expanded because like, like for me i'm like i don't want it like i the the typecasting is so frustrating sometimes you know so frustrating like i mean a lot of the roles i get still are like or the ones i can't go out for gotta know martial arts you know like every asian needs to know their stunts apparently right and then the other one is i need to know another language it's just like wow you know the barrier of entry to acting is so tough to begin with yeah. whether you're a good looking person or not then you add on for asians you got to know martial arts and you got to know another language. And it's just like, whoa, like this is a lot of barriers to go through. So there's so many that we still got to fight through. Um, and like my thing is I want to play more romantic leads anyway, um, more some action stuff. And like, you know, there's some dramas. that. What type of action? I think my thing would be like action comedy, actually, because like I don't think I could be that serious, like Fast and the Furious dude all like the time. An, like know? an Ant-Man yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see you in like an anime. Like a superhero movie. Yeah, I'm Korean, man. Uh, I love it. I love it. Um, did you see, did you catch um, Always Be My Maybe on Netflix loved with it. Ali Wong? Wasn't that a great one? I really enjoyed the, that. That I love. I love Love Hard too because, yes. look, I'm not saying that every Asian lead, just like whites or any other color, need to look like super hunks or anything. They can be nerdy, they can be average, they can be whatever. It's just, there's so many of us that I think to just typecast this in one way, like Asian romantic leads are just half white, half Asian. You know, that's kind of what's happening right now. We're getting typecasted as romantic leads and all Asian guys who are hot are half white. And that's not true. You know, there's the me, there's Simus, there's, there's a lot of others that are not half white 
that we can play romantic leads. It's just that, you know, we have a lot to undo still and unpackage. Yeah. Has uh, Jamie found any new Asian actors that have been hitting on her lately that she may be dating? Philip Wang? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> does, that, does that count? You know? I feel like she likes her clothes more than men. Oh my God, yeah. But oh. can we, a moment of appreciation for her clothes though, because the fashion, the hair, every single episode, she is just like fully done up and killing it. I, I couldn't keep up, to be honest. Like that's a that's like actually a full time job. That's to do the glam, to pick up the that the could be your brand. drama. That could be your drama. Leah next season is competing fashion with you and Leah to see who's the big or with you and um, Jamie to see who's the biggest fashionista. What we should do is you have ten minutes to get ready tonight. Go. And then whatever you wear, or don't yeah. wear. How you That's go not gonna happen. Yeah, no, That's not gonna happen. Four hours, four hours. I don't think four hours. Happen. Yes. No, Kevin. Nobody can get ready in ten minutes, oh, and and awesome. look, be camera ready, and be like set. No, I'm that's with Leon. Awesome. This you know, to me, the biggest challenging is uh, to getting the glam right because you know, like I'm a businesswoman in real estate, and uh, like to to sit on a chair. First of all, I cannot sit still. It's kind of tiring. Like to sit on a chair to do a three hours glam and an hour, you know, like hair and like dress. And then you have to get ready to the, you know, like scene and get your mood ready too. And then by the end of the night, I remove my makeup. I, yeah, it, it, it's, it's something new to me. It's something new to me. But what I find is more interesting is after the show air, um, there's not a lot of real estate partner reach out to me. More like fashion, beauty, you know, it's pretty interesting. I also have like a, a closet, like on Poshmark. I find after the show air, my closet has been sell very well. Do they sell very well? Yeah, ask Jess. Mine don't sell at all. <laughs> you have to get on that infl- that fashion influencer vibe, Kevin. Yeah, like I feel like the promoting is like and then that'll help you get more modeling gigs because then you've already built up that instagram brand yeah i mean it's hard it's like look i've gotten a fashion house to loan out some clothes and stuff so it might take some time but i would say that um it's definitely surprising how 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 little actually zero since the show's aired that any um designers reached out and been like, Hey, look, I want you to be the face of this, or I want you to model for this, you know, like even, uh, Kelly, when she had an opportunity to put me on the runway, she chose Mm -hmm. Kane, even though she knew I was like, Hey, looking for jobs as a model, you know? And, you know, I think that's some of the stuff that didn't really get put in either. It's like, you know, there's other things that my friends could have been doing that they chose not to. Yeah, I didn't even really think of that. And we didn't really connect those dots because we had the scenes earlier where you were talking about trying to get back into modeling and struggling to get to book gigs. And then we had the fashion show and we had Kane in it. And I, that didn't even hit me. uh, Kelly chose Kane to be in it. She could choose one person. She chose Kane. Wow. Interesting. Curious to see. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, there's some shit that you know happens that people don't and I, I knew it right away and that's why i was like yeah half of the struggle and there's a lot of things that you know never make air but you know i talked about that 
You know? Oh, tell me more about that. No, I was like, you know, like I have all these friends who are influential. One, they say they want the best for me, but like nobody does anything. <laughs> you know, all they want to do is go on trips and talk about how they want to. And then like, you know, I'm like, well, Kelly, like, you know, I could have been walking that fashion show. And then which led to Kane getting you know, other brand deals and other opportunities too that might be aired later. But I'm just saying that like, it's just one of those things where I was like, you know, what gives? It's like, you know, when I think of opportunities for my friends, like, you know, we're always trying to help me. I'm, at least I am. I'm trying to help my friends all the time. And it's like, but like you also, help me a lot. but you also don't see that on the show, yeah. you know? Cause like, it's like, I don't know why, but it's just, I think, people like me struggling, I guess, or at least seeing it, but it's just like, you know, I try to be helpful. No, that's not true. You have real friendships. No, I do. But I'm just saying though, like there's certain situations where I put the dots together. I'm like, wow, that's kind of fucked up that I'm telling you that I have a model. It's been a struggle. And then there's a modeling gig and you know, I have to sit in the the audience and put on my best face, like cheering, you know, like really happy for my friends but i'm like damn when i found out like you could have chosen people like <laughs> i feel like to kevin is a build up process you know like imaging build up process and uh, like it will come in and you have your audience you have your fans and i feel like probably the best way to start like say for example fashion there is a very mature group that they're really good at what they're doing. They do the distribution, they do the supply chain and like have a customer customer line for you. And you start from that and then you learn the process, how the company operate. And then eventually you can start your own brand. I think you lost that at supply chain. <laughs> supply chain. <laughs> yeah, please correct me. The first step for me is now being an act chase some you know some superhero movies the voice coach so (laughs) she's actually very sensitive to her voice and and like actually i think her voice is one of the coolest things oh thank you see this is a good supportive friendship right here kevin i think you you have a good solid one right here in leah yeah no we that's the thing with the two like we we are buds and so like that's the thing that is just interesting it's like same thing with Christine in season one. Like we hung out a few times, like, you know, not from the show, but it's just like, we actually hung out. And so to not see much of that, it's kind of just weird. So do you think- Exactly. So actually me and Kevin has a really good friendship, but uh, like we, uh, we haven't got a chance to showcase that part of it. No. Do you think that your friendship with Kane then fell apart because, you know, the show kind of muddied the waters a bit? Or do you think that he maybe... I think so. Well, I think the show really brought opportunities and things to us that we we wanted and didn't expect, right? And then what ends up happening from that is you mix business with friendships. Yeah. People have different ways of doing business, right? Yeah. And then that muddies things a lot. When we were just friends, it was a lot easier. Yeah. You know, it was a lot easier to navigate. It was great. And, you know, that's... When you do business, you start to see different sides and then that you might not really agree with or like, uh, um, or even with fame, right? People know us more. Then there's uh, different ways that people uh, express friendship or loyalty. And it's really sometimes hard to navigate when it's just all or nothing, you know, and, and there's no um, understanding of each other sometimes. And so either way, 
the show definitely would have brought the attention to both me and Kane as personalities and, and actors. It's like, it challenges friendships. Like I've seen it. Like we've even talked to other people in reality shows because I've talked to people. Like, is this normal? They're like it's very normal. Yeah. Like season two is a very tough time and challenging for friendships because it's all new to everybody. Well, right? not a big deal. Every year I recheck a lot of my friendship. You know, like sometimes you'll catalog Facebook like a very close friend, and sometimes you just like next year you move them to acquaintance. It happens, yeah. and maybe another year you move them back. So, yeah, I think what Leo says is totally head on accurate. It's like it just takes a little bit of time at this point. Do you think now that the end of the word? Do you think that your developing relationship with Kim kind of affected that? Like maybe there's a bit of some jealousy there. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, like, the reason why is because, like, I, I kind of know Kane a little bit better than that. Um, I do think he wants to see me happy yeah. um, with someone. Um, like, I want to see him happy with someone. It would be, actually, maybe that's just what has to happen. He just needs to get laid and then, like, you know, all <laughs> this stuff would be better. Like, I understand what it's like not to get laid for a year and, like, you just, ah, you know, everything's a big deal. Like, just, no, I'm, I'm kidding. It's just built up <laughs> tension. Yeah, I think he just has a little bit of sexual tension in him. I love it. Yeah, I feel like I, I don't hate anybody enough, probably because I'm not in enough seasons. So. <laughs> there you <we> go. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Leah. And thank you, Kevin, for chatting with me today. What are your social handles so anybody watching right now can go and give you a follow? I'm on TikTok and Instagram now at Kevin's period Kreider. Period. I'm the same, but I'm still trying to get my Instagram verified. You're you're Kevin Kreider as well. It's Leah Chin. Shut up. (laughs) Period in the middle. It's called It's Leah Chin. I-T-S. Somebody took Leah Chin, so. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me on Hashtag New Fields with Zach Peter. I hope you guys have a wonderful summer and a successful, should it come one day, season three. And hopefully we'll get to chat again soon. Sounds good. Sounds Zach. great. Nice Sounds talking good. to you, Zach. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. Be sure to give Leah a follow. Be sure to give Kevin a follow and check out, if you haven't done so yet, the first two seasons of Bling Empire streaming now on Netflix. Although I would have hoped that by now you would have finished watching both of them because we just gave you a ton of spoilers. But get ready because I am hoping that there's a third a third season coming soon at some point. If you haven't done so yet, go check out my interview with Sheree Chan, or you can check out my interviews with Guy Tang, also from Bling Empire. But thank you to Kevin. Thank you to Leah. Guys, thank you for listening, tuning in, and supporting. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach, or you can follow the show at No Filter with Zach if you want all the latest reality tea. Be sure to stock up on No Filter Wine at nofilterwine.com. 13% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. It is perfect for summer. It is pool safe. It is compact. You can sneak it into your Uber. Do the damn thing this summer. Let's go. We're getting Liddy City this summer. Like I said, we just launched our new subscriptions. So head over to nofilterwine.com and get ready because we got lots more tea to be spilled all summer long. Love you. Mean it. Appreciate it. Have a wonderful weekend, guys. Love you. Bye.